Welcome aboard, everybody. I am so excited about today's episode. Hello, Emily. My co-host, Emily, is here. Hello. As always, good to see you. And, Emily, we have two very special guests today. Rock stars. You know them. You love... Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> nope. That's... that's I'll, <laughs> we'll, ta- I'll take it. We'll see. <laughs> I was going to say, you know them, you love them. You can't live without them. Uh, mm-hmm. It is Alyssa Conley and Perry Ross, uh, leaders mm-hmm. of our worship ministry here at Hope. Welcome, everybody. We should have some like clapping uh, sound Yay. effect in, in the background. Add it later. There, there you we'll go. fix it in post. That's very good. I, I'm glad you're here. So let's, people know you who attend here at Hope, but a lot of people who watch this podcast don't attend Hope, and a lot of people are just listening instead of seeing you. So let's get to know you guys a little bit better. So what are you excited about when it comes to like watching something on TV or a movie lately? What are you, mm-hmm. what are you watching? What, what should be revealing about who you are? Alyssa, you got something? You're nodding your head. Yeah. My husband and I just rewatched all of Parks and Rec and mm. we just started, um, what's that one with a girl named Jess? Uh, Is it called a girl named Jess? New girl. New girl. Oh. Yeah. New girl. We just started that. It's Never hilarious. Heard of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> you knew all about it, but you never heard, never of, heard it. of it. Yeah. Do you, Parks and Rec, love it. Yeah. Yes, thumbs Parks way up. Parks and Rec is so funny. Yeah, the it office. Is. It's well written, right? Yeah. yeah. Perry Ross? Well, I think I have two categories. I have the shows we watch with our kids and the shows we don't watch with our kids. <laughs> yes. let's, go with, let's go with kids. Kids. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with the kids shows. Um, well, we're watching, uh, let's see, Brooklyn Nine-Nine we watch with the kids. Mm. Um, we're also watching Modern Family. We watch that mm. with the kids. Um, some some may question that judgment, but uh, funny shows, funny shows, Both of them are we like really funny, funny shows. shows yeah. um, and then in Modern Family, it seems like whenever I watch it, I haven't watched a ton of it, but I've maybe seen ten episodes over the life of it. Seems like they always it, it's it's funny. I mean, they go for the big laughs, but then somewhere along the way, there's that poignant moment, there's right? The, there's, there's that the touching moment. There's that yeah. human yeah. element moment where you're like, okay, family matters, yeah. or yeah. love is what it's all about, or yeah, something deep. It's good. Yeah. Well, there you go. And Perry Ross, we might as well just get right to it. Uh, not only do you watch TV shows and movies, but you, when you watch, do you do all the voices? <laughs> I, and I've never met anybody in my life who's, who can memorize, am I wrong, Melissa? No. I mean, you work side by side with this guy all the time. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen anybody who can like, do the whole dialogue from a movie like he can? <laughs> nope, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never a dull moment back there. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait a second. I, I think more interesting than that, I want to ask Alyssa a follow-up. It's pretty funny. You never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, and okay, I got gotcha. you. A lot I of gotcha. times the references are lost, though, to people that don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and what, Alyssa, what percentage of time is that? Oh, for me? I've maybe seen like 25% of the things, but I'm just like, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so you just sort of let go him, let him oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Like Perry being Perry. It's basically how my brother and I communicate is through movie quotes and lines from uh, TV shows and music. He so has the same gift? He's got the same gift, yeah. yeah it's, it must yeah. be a DNA thing. Yeah. So we, we can't go any further without hearing a little De Niro. Well, De Niro's more of a look than it is a sound, <laughs> you know? So it's pretty good. So thanks, good. thanks, Bobby De Niro, for joining us on the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. Mm. Uh, well, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> It's awesome. And, and what if Sean Connery su- suddenly sat down at the table? Well, I feel like he would have a lot to say. <laughs> he might be lost for words. 
awesome. And, and what, what one more? If Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life well, showed well, up, well, the th- the thing would be it, it would take a long time for him to get any any content out. <laughs> You'd have to read a poem like he always used to do on Johnny Carson, right? Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Without further ado, that's enough getting to know you. <laughs> Everybody now knows us. We now yeah, know. Yeah. That, that's we we know. Actually, let's say just a little bit more. Alyssa, tell us about family and like where are you from? Yeah, I grew up here in West Des Moines. Um, my husband's name is Chad. We've been married for five years. We have a son named Jasper. Cutest and kid. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cute. Yeah. I also think he's the cutest kid. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have another cutest kid in a couple months. Yay. And we're excited. Awesome. Yeah. Due, due date is? April 16th, just after Easter. Uh, or before. And or it, during. <laughs> I, really, I really don't want to make this all about me, but you said April 16th. That's the day after my birthday. So I'm just saying, if it's the 15th. One day early. You know, Michael's a really good name. That's just, you know. Keep it, it in mind. Th- throw it in there somewhere. The rest mm-hmm. of us would really like for Alyssa to be here for Easter. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah, okay. I take it all back. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Hold, hold on. As God I'll do my it. best with that <laughs> timing. Perry, where are you from? From Des Moines, Iowa. Grew up on the east side. Went to East High School. East High. Yeah. All right. Were you Valley? Mm-hmm. Yep, I went yeah. to Valley. All right. And uh, family? Family. Uh, I have two kids, Ace and CJ, 11th, uh, not 11th grade, 11 years old and 12 years old. Uh, and my wife, Carrie, and I, we've been married, I think it's 14 years and you Pretty met sure. and you met here at Hope. We met here at Hope at mm. Immersion, which is revived now, but yeah. was called Immersion back in the day. So our young adult ministry and the awesome Thursday nights at seven. Yep. All right, let's get into it. It's time. Two minute drill for the two minute drill. Are Emily? you ready? Yep. Take it away. Okay. Oh, first boy. question: What does it really take to be an effective worship leader? Who's going first? I say cuffed jeans and a stylish haircut. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Good answer. That's the, uh, that's the stereotype. That right? is yep, the stereotype. Looking for and other I answers. Fit both of them right now. But I <laughs> yes. uh, can't see the jeans, but they are cut. <laughs> we'll take your word for take it. Take your word for it. Um, you want to? Yeah. Why don't I'll you go, go? I'll go first. Um, so I think for me, one of the most important things is just a heart that's open to letting the Spirit do what the Spirit's going to do uh, when, when we're leading worship. Um, and uh, a level of preparedness for excellence because because God deserves our best. So, yeah, well yeah. said. I I would say that you have to love people mm-hmm. and know that what you're doing is not for yourself; it's for others. Mm-hmm. Um, you're helping mm-hmm. them experience uh, the the presence of God, and and you know, knowledge of Scripture is important too. We're singing words that are written from the Bible, so being able to you know know what it is that we're singing, singing with understanding, being able to uh, communicate that to the to the room as well. Yeah, um, and it's good to not, you know, like know music. That's yeah. helpful. Yeah, <laughs> some musical ability is have helpful. some musical ability. At so some point. that's interesting because you both mentioned what I would call character things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that you have to have your heart in the right place and you have to love people. But you also both mentioned competence things too. Mm-hmm. So let let me put it this way: if you had to choose, and hopefully you can get both. Right, mm-hmm. competence and character. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's kind of important you get both. Yeah. But if you had to pick between an A plus musician and a C plus character, uh, or an A plus character and a C plus musician, which would you go with? Two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, character Option first. D. Yeah, mm-hmm. get 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 the person who has the heart because yeah. you can get the most talented person out there singing, and if they're not leading the room and they don't have the the worship heart on the inside, then it's just someone performing, and that's not what. 
That's mm-hmm. not what worship leading is. Yeah, and we all know worship leaders who you can almost see it, right? If you if you look around out there, that it's more of the of the show of the spotlight on me, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's not the character we're looking for. No. Mm-mm. Okay, more on that later. I heard yeah. the bell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question, Alyssa. You said a level of preparedness. What do you guys do, both practically and spiritually, to prepare to lead worship? Yeah. So practical. Uh, we learn what everybody in the band is playing and singing so that we can give feedback if something goes amiss or sounds funky. Uh, that's why we rehearse before services. So practical that. Spiritually, um, we pray with our team before we even start rehearsing. We pray before service. We obviously pray during service with them. Um, hmm. And then for me personally, anytime, anytime I'm leading, and I know Perry's heard me say this, that it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with the God that we are pointing people to. So. Yeah, you guys, have, you guys have what we call pregame meetings, or at least that's how yeah. I think of them. It's prayer. It's, it's go through the service, right? That's part of the preparation. Yeah. Um, but a big part of that is, not, it, and it's fun, and people's sense of humor has come out, and you know, we don't take ourselves that seriously. But I think it's important. I think it's important to pray. I think it's important to center ourselves and, and remember somebody almost always says something about here's why we're doing mm-hmm. this. This is what this mm-hmm. is. This is what worship is and this is what it isn't. Yeah, and the other thing I think spiritually preparing isn't just something you put on before you walk out on stage. It's an ongoing thing. You have to be yeah, on all the time. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's it's not just something that I have to work up before I go out there. It's like right. it's gotta be a part of your everyday life. You have to be a worshiper mm-hmm. first. And then let that be part of your everyday life, because yeah. then it's then it's going to come out naturally. It's not something you have to work really hard on. It's just going to be a natural thing. Yeah, yeah. authenticity is important, isn't mm-hmm. it? That it is who you are, and then that just naturally comes out when you're leading worship yeah. uh, for a church. I think that's I think that's important. I think that it's easy to trip over that one too, thinking that oh well, I can just be whoever I want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't just worship leading, is yeah. it? It's any kind of ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you see this too, Emily, right? Yeah. In in the ministries that you lead, mm-hmm. that I'll be this person, and then when I come and do my church work, or I serve, mm-hmm. or I get on stage, in your case, then I'm going to put on a mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not an act. Nope. It's not an act. Yeah. Right. If it is, it's not going to last long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you want people to know about what worship is and is not? Ooh. We're going, we're getting, she gave me the head mm-hmm. nod. We're getting deep. All right, Perry. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what worship is not, and I think we, we do our best to try to communicate this to people, uh, it's not just singing. It mm-hmm. is a part of it. It is a command. It is something that God's you know, made uh, very evident in the Psalms, especially how we are supposed to, to sing and to express our gratitude to Him through song and singing and music. But that's not the limitation to it. Worship is not just what we do before the sermon. Uh, it's not just something we do on weekends. Worship is is really a part. It's a foundation of who we are as as uh, create uh, creatures that God's created for that very purpose to worship Him. Sometimes we do it through music. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do it through prayer, meditation. Sometimes we do it just by being, you know. With our family, that's everything we do is worship. So that's kind of the one general thing that we want people to know. It's n- worship is not just singing, and it is a part of our title. Yeah. Like we are worship leaders, yeah. and that's kind of we can care. We can put that characteristic trait on it to say, okay, now when we talk about worship, we're speaking about the music part of the service. But overall, worship is not just singing. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that. We, yeah. we've, we've had a lot of conversations about this yeah. uh, mm-hmm. at our worship mm-hmm. meetings. Uh, we have to define it. We have to know what we're talking about. Yeah. And it is a pet peeve of mine, you, you guys know this, that when people call um, music worship, it is. Music is worship. Praise is worship. Uh, the part of the service where we're singing gospel and soul and, and, and whatever kind of genre of music. But like you said, Perry, worship is broader than that, too. It's, it's bigger than that. It's not even just the whole service, as, as you were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything to add to that, Alyssa? What yeah. it is, what it is not. Yeah. What it um, is. You, what, talk, you, you talked a lot about what it is. What it is. <laughs> oh, you did what it is. Okay, gotcha. Uh, what it's not, it's, it's not for us. Mm-hmm. It is for him. Oh, big, so, huge. That's, see, you already mic dropped it right there. Yeah. You're, that, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my mic drop moment. I'm just saying. That, <laughs> You're claiming that one. Yeah. That, dibs. Th- that <laughs> dibs on that one. Yeah. If somebody else uses it, I'll find another one. But uh, yeah, that, these are things that center us, right? And you yeah. can lose your balance real quick. The problem is if you lose your balance, you've fallen, and then you're off the ride, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're no longer there anymore. There's so many places you can fall off when it comes to worship, I think, and that's a huge one, that we're doing this for us. We're doing this as consumers. We're doing this to see what we can get out of it. It's a service. It's Mm -hmm. us serving God. We're we're there to have communion with God and with each other in the body of Christ, but yeah, that's if it's about us, we lose that real quick. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. The, no. bell, the bell rang the like bell a minute ago. Yeah. Sorry. I let you go. I'm really excited about this one. No pressure. But what's the funniest thing you've seen as a worship leader? What everybody listening really wants to know, yeah. right? including Emily. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's a general one that I have that I love. I, one. I love. No, that's, oh. that's, that's, that's what's happened to me. I don't really want to talk about what's happened to me. Okay. I hope Alyssa will. Uh, <laughs> but I love when I'm up there singing and I see people that I know that are looking for their family. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. Because I want to just, and I, I did this at a sermon one time a few years ago when I preached, but I just want to help them. Like I yeah. see, you know, I saw Andy Hermanson sitting there and I saw Heather walk in and she was looking all around, this way. texting. He wasn't paying any attention, but I just wanted to go right here, second row. And I can see them walk it. And it's just, oh. as I'm leading the song, I'm seeing all this roll out in front of me and it is absolutely hilarious the other thing i would say is if you want to find some funny things to see that's happened during worship you need to follow worship fails on instagram because it is absolutely the funniest thing and it what i love about it is it 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 brings all worship leaders together to say don't take yourselves too seriously because what you're laughing at right now it's going to happen to you before you know it (laughs) and uh it has happened to me Uh Over the course of my 13 years being here, has happened several times. So, oh my gosh! Ask we, me, ask me personally, and I'll tell you some funny stories. We, 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 the history of hope from the outside looking in. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, big church, right? You guys have exploded in growth. You've got multiple campuses, local, all this stuff. You've got you're online. You're you're doing all this. You got you guys must just be like Midas. Everything you touch turns to gold. It might, everything must just be. It's so nice, isn't it? When everything goes right, like we are one worship faux pas after another. Right. We are. <laughs> we mess up. Yes. You remember when we were in the Bridge Worship Center? And remember how I used to sweat so bad when I would lead worship. <laughs> you were. Was you a, were. You were a heavy sweater. I was a heavy sweater. Not not so much anymore. But too, too much in sodium day, in your diet. Back in the day, you were standing off stage in the bullpen, and all of a sudden, a towel flew. <laughs> from backstage 
onto me. You were like, here, <laughs> towel off, buddy. <laughs> That was pretty funny. That was pretty great. I like that. I think she needs time because uh, I took it off. Yeah, so. well, the, the bell rang, but let's pretend it didn't because this this is this is what I want to hear. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, I just two things. One, there's there's always, so Perry sees people trying to find each other, but also there are like a few people that are really safe people for us because mm. they're on the team, so they'll be out there like arms crossed, like like head nodding, right. or like just being weird and supportive in their own weird way. So that's always funny. And those that are that person that are listening to this are going to know exactly who we're talking keep, about. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. We, we love you. You keep like doing it. that. It helps. And then the other funny one is when we're not all in the same key and weird stuff just happens and we're like, we're going to restart. <laughs> like six months ago, I think uh, Jacob and I were co-leading and we restarted a song like four times. Got to do it. You Middle of service, it. probably nine fifteen. I was there that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, we're not perfect, but God is, so we don't have to. Be. And it's so great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's is the guy who's there for just about every service, um, and so I see it all. Yeah. I love the way you guys handle that. We're fond of mm-hmm. saying around here, we're not perfect, but we're pretty good at recoveries. You know yeah. that, that we can we can do a do over, and whenever we do. It's not like we want to aim for that. I mean, no. I know you guys aren't like, okay, well, we're going to intentionally mess this. No, no it happens enough. We don't yeah. need to do it intentionally. Somebody said that to me once about one of my sermons. Like, do you on purpose make mistakes like that and then, <laughs> and then say sorry so that you can, you know, make a point? Uh-huh. I'm like, sure, let's go with that. Yeah, right? <laughs> but exactly but no, I... not at all. But you guys handle it with such grace. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do, which is a teaching moment, right? And when the room when the room sees us do something like that and it messes up, there's just almost like this sigh that happens. Everyone's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, mm-hmm. now let's do this." And it almost helps the environment. Yeah. Because yeah. who who in the congregation has had a perfect week? Right. None you know who who's who's yeah. had a perfect morning mm-hmm. even and you know before they get there. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I gotta ask though, even though I know we're way over time on the two minute drill. <laughs> What was the thing that Perry does that he that you said you were gonna? Oh, I think that's just the key thing. Oh, that was like, the key. Got I've it. heard okay. so many. I've yeah, had I started a song when I was leading for immersion. Immersion. I was leading yeah. a song, and I was given this great, you know, like pre-song chat. And the just band, so what good. I didn't know behind me was freaking out because I had started playing in the wrong key, and so <laughs> they were trying. This was before track, so they were all just like, "Okay, what are we gonna do?" So they, one of them came over and just grabbed my capo and moved it for me <laughs> as I was leading. And I, I was like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Let me just change keys real quick. <laughs> just change keys for me. So, so what, what would De Niro say in that moment? Well, better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Next right. question. Em- em- Emily's keeping us on Yeah, bringing course. us in. What are you most excited about as you think about the future of worship? Mm. Mm, you go first. <laughs> you go first this time. Okay. Um, I love that God's not limited by our ability, so that just means there's so many options. I mean, there's so many different ways that worship can go, and there's so many different styles of music, and we know what we quote-unquote like here at Hope and like what works for us, but uh, there's so many different ways to to worship via music, Um, and with technology and audio options, it's just crazy. And God's not limited, and He's going to drive this how He's going to drive it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Being the senior worship leader here that has been here for 13 plus years. Which is a nice way, because I'm the senior pastor, it's a nice way of saying we're old. We're older. Yeah, um, but yeah I'm less old. Being here that long, I've seen how the, the importance of worship uh, playing in a weekend service has 
grown to mm. becoming uh, not just pre-service music or just kind of like entertainment, but yeah. it's actually taken purpose uh, to say, no, God, God is in this. God's in this music. God is in the singing. God is in the teaching of these songs. And, you know, just the enthusiasm that has grown, the people that come up to us on a weekly basis and just thank us for what we're doing, mm-hmm. say, man, that song was great. What was it? There's a hunger for that. And I think that's a good word for it is mm-hmm. there's a hunger at hope for worship. And we have these Hope Live nights uh, where we have, you know, extended worship after our five o'clock service on Saturday, yeah. every quarter. Uh, there's just, that's growing. And there's just this desire for people to experience God's presence through singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's what excites me is just this growing enthusiasm that we mm-hmm. see. Me, me too. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Anything to add, Alyssa? Probably. <laughs> 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 hold know. hold that thought. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to make yeah. sure we yeah. weren't cutting you off. No, let's let's take it into the deeper dive then, which is uh, the deeper dive. Uh, here's here's what I'm really curious about. I'm I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's tuning in. All right, and maybe they are all in worshipers. Right, they they are can't get enough. Love love everything about. Um, and you know, you talked about the definition of worship being broader than just what we do mm-hmm. within yeah. the confines of the service. So, so they get that, but they also get that what happens in the confines of the service is holy, and it's it's an awesome, majestic, God breathed experience. On the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are who are going to be listening and be like, "Yeah, worship." You know, I th- there was a guy in this church. Um, who uh, walks in 25 minutes late and makes a point of telling me? He goes, I, "I'm not here for the hoot nanny, you know. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't need the pep pep rally. I, I'm, I'm." So you get everything, right? You get the whole spectrum, and you get everything in between. You get people who worship can get dry for them. It can get routine. It can for leaders too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can go through seasons. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the people who it's just, they're just on fire. You, you mentioned that there at the end on the last question, Perry, that it feels like around here uh, the the heat is picking up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hungry. Yeah, the, people are hungry, and I think that that's a product of of how tough it is out there. And I'm especially noticing yeah. noticing it on Saturday nights. I don't know what our first service of the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's like the people just can't wait to get there. Yeah, not everybody. But enough of them, a critical mass of them, that the thing just seems to elevate, and it, and in a way that is really exciting. Um, it, it's Perry, you you and I were talking the other day, and you quoted C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. when it comes to worship. Let's go there and let's take the deeper dive in what worship is, as as this brilliant Oxford scholar defines it. Yeah, and I think to start off. You know, music in general has a way of putting words to our yeah. feelings and our emotions, not just take worship out of the equation. You listen to any music that's on the radio, yeah. it's people expressing what they're feeling. And music does that differently than anything else does. It's a very universal thing, whether it's instrumental music even, yeah. or, you know, songs with words to them. And so, there's this, there's this idea that when we sing a song, when I'm, when I'm thinking about songs we sing... I'm thinking about the words that we're putting on people's lips. Like, what are we mm-hmm. letting them declare? What, yeah. what truth about God are we, are we expressing through music? And I think 
that is what happens through worship is we're connecting to God with our spirit, with his spirit, and we're, we're singing our prayers and the things that mm-hmm. we have in our heart, the, the, the joys, the, the sorrows, the affection that we have for God. And that quote from C.S. Lewis says, delight, which is a way for us to show how much we in, are, are in love or enjoy or experience God's presence. Delight is incomplete until it is expressed. And I feel like worship gives a place for that to happen. Mm. Uh, when we sing a song, there's, there are times, I was listening to a song for the first time today, and uh, as we're looking at kind of expanding our, our set list for weekends, I listened to it today, and I just could, I was overwhelmed with emotion because it was saying things that I knew that I needed to express, and it was even giving words to things I didn't even know that I needed to express. And so for me... When, when there's a song that we're singing that just takes, that, takes the room together to a place where it's like God needs to hear this from his people, and that's mm. powerful for us. And I've, I would say for people who aren't into the singing part of it, you don't have to sing. Just right. being in the room, and that's happened. One of my most powerful moments I've ever experienced during a worship service, I wasn't even singing. I was sitting down and just listening to the room sing around me, and it was, it was unbelievable, and it's one of those landmark moments in my life that I'll never forget. And I wasn't even singing. So I would, I would say, and I would challenge people who aren't, I don't want to come and sing. I don't want to clap my hands. Don't. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for any kind of outward sign to impress us that, oh, this person's worshiping and this person's not. But what you're missing is that corporate declaration of what God has done and what he's doing. And as we think about songs we want to do on the weekend, I want to say, what do we want to say to God? Or what is God doing at Mm -hmm. Hope that we want to champion and say, yes, God, more of that? That's that's good. Delight isn't delight until it's expressed. Delight isn't isn't complete. Isn't complete until it's expressed. Exactly. Isn't that true in life, too? I mean, so, so worship isn't just this thing we do over on the side. That, like the worship service on Sunday, it's it's a natural outpouring of who we are and how God has wired us up. My wife's out of town. She's visiting sick family in Chicago uh, for a couple days. And so, talked to her on the phone last night. She said, well, how did the Wednesday night service go? Lissa, you were there. Is there? That, it was off the charts. Awesome. I mean, God showed up. It was very cool. Um, but it wasn't as good because... I didn't get to share it with her, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and it, it like it wasn't really there until I could tell her that. And mm-hmm. now take that even to another level where our relationship with our Creator, with God. So why worship isn't just something we do when there's time? Mm-hmm. Worship is something we're wi- we're truly wired up for. We yep. need to express that that joy, that delight, that sorrow, that 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 heartache, that you know why God, that please God, that help God that praise God, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and if we don't, we're incomplete. Yeah. It, it, that Delight is going to be lower than mm-hmm. it really should. Our delight tank <laughs> is going to be on fumes. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think that's really important. Alyssa, I want to I ask you something else. So hope, it, on this same kind of subject, hope is a pretty broad church. I mean, we're, we're evangelical, we're mainline, we're Lutheran, uh, but we have a lot of people who aren't Lutheran uh, who come here. It's this really unique mix. Yeah. And then it's really big, and then some mm-hmm. of our services are small, and some of them are massive every week. How do you guys navigate picking mm-hmm. songs? You, know, you said a little bit about picking songs. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? And what if you have a preference for something, 
but you know the church has a preference for something else. And yeah. so, how do you make those decisions? Uh, yeah, so about preference, it's not about our preference. It's about what points people to God. And if there's a song that Hope loves, and we're all like, we've sung this we all five have our thousand song. times. <laughs> you have a song you wish you'd never had to sing again. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, every band has those. You know what yeah, I'm It's like their big yeah. hit or Can't something. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I yeah. don't want to play that anymore. How do you tell what's connecting with people? Um, so I know we just talked about you don't have to sing, but it's easy to get a pulse on engagement by looking, even mm-hmm. if they're not singing, like, what's their posture like? Mm-hmm. Um, are they attentive? What are, what's their body language like? Um, so I think that's one way that we're able to read it. Another is just seeing if people are singing, you know, are they, are they worshiping with their body? Do they have their hands raised? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it like palms up posture of surrender? And we see, we notice all of those things. You I can know see a lot. A lot from of people don't think that yeah. we no. see, but we. The view see. is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's really fun to get to watch people worship. It's a highlight for us. Yeah, yeah. it is, and and the engagement, you know, it it can change from yeah. moment to moment within a service too. And you don't, I don't know that I always have my finger on the pulse of that as well mm-hmm. as you guys do. But what's it like for you, Emily? Uh, so you're. You're up front teaching and doing different things at different times, but mostly at our weekend services, mm-hmm. you're worshiping with your family mm-hmm. out a lot of times in left field yeah. <laughs> at, at, at 8 o'clock in the grandstands, we call them left Everyone field Everyone here is going to realize that you all know where we sit, yeah. you know what we're doing, <laughs> That's right. you know our typical right. response. It's yeah. weird when you move, though, for us. Yeah, like, you, usually usually <laughs> your, husband, be over there. your husband, Chris, is wearing his Hope Kids shirt, <laughs> yep, so it kind of stands out. Yeah, after. So how... What's it like from there? So, so we're talking about what worship's like from up front mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as preachers or, or worship leaders. What's it like uh, as somebody who's more often than not sitting mm-hmm. within the body of Christ in the congregation? Yeah. I I pay attention to you guys. I think it's really cool to hear how you prepare mm-hmm. practically and spiritually because I think that you can feel when the leaders are also worshiping and not just singing, because that's what I want to be doing. And so to sense that, when you talk about the congregation and how you kind of get a read, you can tell that. But from our perspective sitting there, we can tell that from the stage and the band. And uh, I think it's really cool to know that you're praying together as a a team. And I know that your band a lot of times functions as a a small group and its own community, and that's really cool. Um, And so... As a participant, I think I sense all the same things you do, but also get a read on the stage. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think it's important to continually teach the congregation, or if you're listening to this and you're a part of a congregation wherever you worship, it's really important to make sure that you understand your role too. So we talk a lot about, okay, the worship leader is not about us. It's about God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be authentically worshiping. Mm-hmm. That's really, really important. We, we don't want to just flip a switch and all of a sudden go out there and, yeah. and now we're worshiping and then we're not. Um, but I think there's a challenge too for, for everybody else uh, who's a part of the church, who's out there worshiping during a service, that you aren't just watching a show. In fact, yeah. you're not. It's not a sh- there's nothing show about it. It is worship. Um, if I get back at the pregame meeting, sometimes I'll say, Please remember, don't take yourself too seriously, take God seriously, and then I'll often say, give Jesus your best. But I'll also say, um, remember the focus is, like you said, Alyssa, the focus is on God. It's not on a performance. We're not, and that tends to 
calm the nerves down. I know it does for me as a preacher. If I'm performing, if I'm preaching for all those people who are out there listening to me, I'm going to melt. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to pass out. Mm-hmm. But if it's for the audience of one, if it's for God, mm-hmm. and, and that's not just worship leaders and preachers. That's everybody who's there. That's the call for mm-hmm. everybody. I heard somebody say once it's, it's a choir rehearsal for heaven. You know, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're kind of getting ready for what it's going to be like, the big hootenanny uh, <laughs> uh, up in heaven. I, I have a follow-up question on this, and we're, we're kind of wrapping up here for time. But if I was at a worship conference and I was given a mic for a minute, I would talk about authenticity. I would talk about, Emily, what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Please actually worship. Please, mm-hmm. please don't put on a show. Mm-hmm. What would you say to a room full of worship leaders? What, what would you say, wow. what, what, if you had a minute, <clears throat> what, what would be your theme? What, what would you, you've been doing this, you guys have both been doing this for a while, right? You've seen a lot. You've seen a lot of good, a lot of bad. What, what do you think worship leaders out there need to know? What, what would you want them to hear? I think I would say there's so much emphasis on worship nowadays when it comes to songwriting and using tracks and doing this and doing this. I think we overcomplicate it so easily and so quickly to make it into something that it's not. Yes, we work hard. Yes, we do what we can to make sure we sound good. We work with the band. We work with tracks. We work with all the little components, but that's not, we sometimes make that the point rather than why we do what we do. And I feel like, you know, Matt Redman wrote that song a long time ago, uh, The Heart of Worship, yeah. where if we stripped it all, if you took it all away, what would we have left to go on? Mm-hmm. If we took every instrument off the stage and we took all the tracks away and all the lights and everything, what would we have to go on? That's what you need to be thinking about when you lead worship on the weekends, yeah. is the, the simplest approach to communicating our our affection and our love to God. And yes, we have a lot of fun doing it the way that we do it. But if that ever gets in the way, then you're losing track. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's what, great. What would you say, Alyssa, if you had a minute? That's great. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drop mic now. Boom. Yeah, it's easy to get lost in, in some of those pieces. The moment we stop worshiping, we're no longer leading worship. Ooh. Mm. Wow. So... That's big. Don't forget to worship. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you do, and it's part of who you are. It doesn't make you who you are. Um, but when you're in front of a room and you're leading, yeah. don't forget to worship. Mm. Cool. We need to have you guys back because I have a feeling this conversation should mm-hmm. go another hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we need to at least like two more parts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Thank you yeah. for the conversation. Mic drop moments today. So what did we learn here today? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's, there's a ton. Emily, yeah. start with you. I'm ready. Hi, Perry, you talked about, uh, I don't remember which question it was, but you talked about that when we have the songs that we're singing, there's such power in the words that we're mm-hmm. putting on the lips of people and we're proclaiming things and also what God gets to hear his children sing. And mm-hmm. I think that's so incredibly powerful that for me, it was just a reminder we know we know we want to be engaged in worship and we're not just there to sing, but that's for God. And so those words are just are so cool and intense and mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Perry? Mic drop. Uh I just it goes back to authentic, authenticity for me. Mm-hmm. Like even whatever whatever we're doing, even not just music or preaching, it's life. We have to be authentic with and real with who we are and who God's created us to be. 
preaching yeah. to the choir. I think that's so important. I think one of the big reasons a lot of people from the outside of church looking in don't want to be a part of church in authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they like you're faking it. You mm-hmm. you're not that holy, you're not that spiritual even when it comes to worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we we see people and then they go into a service and they become they they're putting on a show. Yeah. You you just know it is. It's not coming from a from an honest place. Mm-hmm. The greatest one of the greatest things about being Christian is we get to be honest. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're completely dependent on grace, and, and we're completely dependent on, on what God has done for us. It's like a, it's like a freedom card. It, 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 it says, you just get to be you. You don't have to fake it. Um, and that's, that's, like you said, that's true of yeah. life, not just what happens on Sunday morning. Being the same person offstage that you are on stage. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people are like, oh, you must love it when you can go on vacation because you don't have to be Pastor Mike anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, well, who am I going to be? You yeah. know, I mean, what, what, do I have some other, like, person yeah. I want to be? I hope not. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm already messed up enough here <laughs> where I'm up in front of people. So, you know, yeah. you don't have to flip a switch. Mic drop moment for you, Alyssa. Um, I feel like there were, was more than one, but... I love what Perry Jess said about being the same as a leader on stage as you are off. Mm. Yeah. Like that, that's everything. It so. is. I'm going to wrap up by going back to yours, the thing you said at the beginning. I said I, I said <laughs> I, I, dibs. I, I, I dibs on Claimed it. it. <laughs> so it's, it, I'm going to say it's, it's not, the focus isn't about us. It's, it's mm-hmm. the focus is on God. And that is such a powerful alignment tool. Because if I'm thinking about me and how I look mm-hmm. the whole time, uh, in worship, in in leading songs, in preaching, but also in life, yeah. if it's all like, well, how do I look? How how does how does this seem? We're not gonna, well, we're not gonna have the experience that God wants us to have. Mm-hmm. First of all, because it isn't authentic, but uh, we're also gonna mislead people. Yeah, and if that's if I, that's the thing. Then God's not the thing. Yeah, that mm. yeah. So, and I have no interest in that. <laughs> That's right. Okay, everybody take your mic. There's another and, one. There's another drop. Yeah, metaphorically drop your mic <laughs> mic on the table. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks yep. for being here. Thanks fun. for doing what you do. And uh, we we are so blessed in this church yeah. to have you guys and your whole team. You're yeah. representing a bigger team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi and Lauren here in West Des Moines, but then we have worship leaders at all of our campuses who are outstanding. Mm-hmm. We are so blessed yeah. uh, all the way around. Uh, thank you for doing what you guys do. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Pastor Mike Drop. As always, thanks to the new Pew crew, uh, Chris New and Brendan Pew. Uh, couldn't do it without you guys. You're awesome. Thanks for pushing all our buttons. Uh, nobody pushes our buttons like you guys do. We will see you next time. We've got some great podcasts coming up. Yeah, we do. It's, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean this one wasn't awesome. It was, it was. It was incredible. <laughs> It was uh, one of my all-time favorites, but uh, more to come. So thank you, and we will see you soon. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We would invite you on whatever app you are on to rate and review us to help get the word out. And in the meantime, if you can join us for worship, we would love to have you. We'll see you there. Oh, I'm the